Hi, welcome to Gender Nebulous, episode 42, with me, Victoria Hodges, and my lovely co-host, Miss Frida Wallace. Oh, that's me. Sorry. That's you. Wake I up. Just, I was just catching up with there? Woman and Home. Woman and Home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've decided to become a trad wife. I've been to, reading all about... To become a what, what? A trad wife. Okay. It means that you... you you, you you'll go for a traditionalist approach to feminism. Well, it's not feminism, is it? <laughs> but I mean, looking—I don't think looking the way I do, I'd, I'd get very far as a trad wife. But I'm trying my best. It might no color comment. me, color me a husband. Right. So, what have you been up to since we yeah. last podded? Well, I've been writing a bit about recent news about you know the AHRC. Yes. Yes, I wrote an article about that. It, it, it's like a blog, like my blog, is called the Turf Reich. Now, so this is just a continuation of that blog. Yeah, yeah. it is that. And and while and while I'm writing, I write kind of irreverently. I'm like sort of, I know the subject is serious, but I always like bring my kind of, you know, satire to it. So that's you know, there's a lot of kind of punching and kind of uh, slagging people off a little bit. But it's, it's, it's all factual stuff that I've, I can uh, cite. Everything's cited at the bottom. But if you have a look at my blog on Medium, yeah, that's there. So I've been doing that. Yep. And, um, yeah, I've been having a nice Easter weekend. Easter weekend, yes. So yeah, I did. Oh, actually, I went last night. I went to, uh, I did I did a spoken word thing there at the Gatehouse. Gatehouse is like a... I describe like a fetish club, uh, bondage, fetish, that kind of thing. And it's like a, I think of it as a safe yeah, space. Yeah, the kind of thing you do at Easter weekend. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You know, Jesus, you know, he he, yeah. was, yeah. he got whipped and punished a bit and he loved it. And <laughs> But uh, yeah, I did a little bit of spoken word and I did my transgender lesbian sperm producing female mm-hmm. and I did my JK Rowling one, but you know. Okay, so just a question. Was it busy this weekend? I mean, it's Easter weekend. Do people tend to do that? It wasn't massively busy as it would have been normally. Well, there's quite a few there, about 40, I think 30 or 40 people. But it's quite a small place. Yeah. It's interesting. You meet all kinds of crazy people and interesting people. And, you know, it's uh, like I, I, I think of these. These are kind of like safe spaces for a lot of people. Because they yes, have, they are, yeah. you know, can express themselves and just be around people they know are, you know, going to judge them, you know, and it's it's just a nice space. That's why I like it. So do you get a good mix of kind of, you know, LGBT people and yeah. straight people? And... Well, it's a bit of an odd one. Sometimes you have to, there's like straight swinging couples, which is a bit odd, but they're, 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 they're respectful, you know, as long as everybody's respectful, like... Clubs like that have rules, you know. That's yeah, why that's why women feel safe in them. That's why a lot of women go, who you know like uh, dress in a certain way, and it gives them a sort of confidence, and they and they feel safe in that space because if anybody was to, uh, to approach anybody disrespectfully, they would be booted out straight away. Yeah, you see, because you know, you see online all this nonsense about toilets and trans people and blah blah yeah, blah, yeah. but yeah. You know, there's a club like that, which is everybody's welcome and there's no problems. Yeah, people walk so, around you know, semi-naked and yeah. people are respectful of each other because, 
you know, people are genuinely respectful of each other, you know. And if anybody, there's, it's it's like, I think those kind of spaces are safer than me going to a regular club. They probably or, are because it's, it, it is more of a Like if I was if I was to go, if I was to go into a regular pub where I live, I would have to kind of negotiate my way around it a little bit more yeah. than I would if I went to a place like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah. All right. Should we, should we have a look at the news? Then? Yeah. Let's have a look at what crap's been going on this yeah, week. There's been a lot of crap. What terrible there? things have happened this week, Victoria? Well, you know, <laughs> let's start with this one. Mm-hmm. So, May elections are coming up, local yeah, elections. Local elections. elections. And there's been a lot of talk about voter ID cards being required this time around, photo mm. ID cards. So this is just a reminder to people that if you want to vote, you will need to have a voter ID mm. with a photo. Yeah. So driving license, passport, or you can get a voter ID card from the local council, I think it is, wherever you live. Yeah, I know a lot of people. I think they're free. A lot of people don't don't vote in local elections, but I think it's very important. But this story is interesting because there is going to be a general election coming up within less than a last. When is it? Eighteen months. About eighteen months ish. I think it has to happen before January twenty five. We need if you're if you're LGBTQ and you don't have any ID, get some ID because. You need to, they're going to use this to try and, I mean, I don't know what the thinking is behind it, really. Just because, like, uh, I think most people will have some form of ID, but it's just they need photo ID, and I don't really understand why. I mean, I don't want, well, I don't. The, the reason the Tories are doing this is because of some kind of voter fraud they're afraid of. I mean, they do this in the States. I think this is an imported idea. Yeah. You know, for for no real reason. I don't. I don't believe we have a problem in this country with the voter ID fraud. I think this idea has probably come out of a think tank on tough. It's probably Street. come out of a think tank as a way to you know exclude people who don't vote Tory. I mean, I yeah. guess that's what's behind it. Yeah. You know, so anybody who can't afford to go get a passport or doesn't drive or doesn't mm. have photo ID, yeah. you know, it's they've they've now got to go and make an effort to get something so that they can actually vote. So. I you think know, the pe- quickest a lot of people will be hmm. probably turned the... away because they haven't got something or what they do have, especially in the case of trans people, mm-hmm. they have something, some form of idea in it, and they get turned away because it doesn't look like them the way mm. that the yeah that's a the person there expects. You know, mm. you might have an old passport that yeah. isn't, it doesn't have your correct name on it. Or you might have a passport in you know early transition days. It, it, it doesn't look like you now. You know. Mm. Well, that was one of my first things that I did when I got my deed poll. Um, a name change. I, I wrote to my doctor and said, because you have to get a doctor's signature to get a passport. Yeah. Name change. So that's the first thing I did. And because I think those things are a lot. Some people will say, oh, you shouldn't have to but does it, have I ID. Mean, how, how does it compare to how you look now? What, my old passport ID. picture? Well, no, your, your current one. Uh, well, I never, I, never I never do a good passport picture. You no, know, when you're, you're stood in the, sat in the booth and so, it's like, oh, <laughs> I look like I've got a crick neck because I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to sort of pose myself. <laughs> yeah. So the the um, transactional had actually made some comments on this. I'll just read those out. 
So the bill comes in as trans-led organisation Transactual has told supporters to register for a postal vote rather than bring photo ID this May, amid concerns they could be turned away if their presented gender on their ID doesn't match close, doesn't closely resemble their current presented gender. Mm-hmm. And Jane, Jane Fay, director and coordinator of Transactual's Don't Lose Your Vote campaign, told Byline Times, Voter ID is just the latest in a series of ill-thought-out measures mm-hmm. introduced over the last decade to impact the, the rights of trans people to vote. Previous government um, has listened to our concerns, but this one hasn't. Yeah. You know, so I don't know if it's an attack. Feels like it might be. Yeah. Um, but I guess the answer is if you can get ID, get it. Or the point, the whole point, vote. The, po- the whole point of democracy and is that everybody has a vote, right? Mm. But if you put obstacles in the way of that, yep. even if it's something as small as not having a, a photo ID, that is an obstacle in the I way mean, of they that. could have phased this in, couldn't they? They could have said, like, okay, we, we're phasing our way across to re- needing ID. Yeah. But this time you can do either. Mm. And then they just remind people that, you know, it's coming. So give people plenty of time to go get what they need. I mean, if, mm. if you're going to bring it in, let's do it over a... I think, over a uh, longer period and help people to get what they need. And another thing is, I'm not, I'm not sure with the local elections, but a lot of elections recently and, and votes, and they're, they're very close margins. So if if people say, oh, I can't be bothered, or, you know, I don't want to kind of get my idea, I can't be bothered going into town or whatever you have to, it, might, it will make a difference if those people all, if the people that could have voted can't because they don't have the right ID. Yeah. You know, if it's a close call. You know. Well, it's going to be interesting to see the figures after the vote to see how many people got turned away, because they will have to keep record of that. So, and, and, and another thing that I don't like, I wanted to bring up, like I talked to some trans people who are activists, and they kind of like, I don't know if they're disillusioned with the party system, the voting system, but sometimes you've just got to work with what you've got, yeah. and democracy. Is an experiment we all live in. It's not the, you know, you can argue you could have different systems of organising society, more fair systems, but this experiment we're in seems to be the one that is the better option at the moment, right? So, and like, we live in an equilibrium of things. Like, you'll hear people say, I don't want to live in a socialist world. I don't want... But, but we do, because there is some socialist parts of the government. You know, you can't live in a, an ultra-capitalist side and then an ultra-socialist side. The democracy gives you is that equilibrium, and sometimes it'll balance the way you don't want, and sometimes it'll balance the way you do want. But if you don't vote, you will never have a say in that balance. It's as simple yeah, I think as that you've got for to, me. I think the message is you have to, it's as have to as you should vote me. if you can. And I do vote because yeah, even do. in even in local elections, because I don't I don't like it when people complain about local government and then they don't they're not interested in the running of it because you know I like looking. Yeah, at I would encourage can, everybody to vote. I mean, I like looking at the candidates. I look at the Facebook pages of the candidates and I look for what they're kind of sharing and what they're liking and what they're. And that is where I get my picture from. Uh, yeah. That's fine. I think that's that's a good way. Obviously, it's all kind of curated. Like, yeah. I, if you, I'm sure if I was a politician, I wouldn't be posting half of the stuff that I post on, on Twitter. 
<laughs> I've fought the first hurdle. Right, who's this pervert? <laughs> who's this pervert? That's that's not very nice. I just changed the image to uh, Dylan Mulvaney, and you said who's this oh, pervert? Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. I meant me. Okay. I mean, I'm talking about some of the stuff that I post <laughs> on Twitter. That was terrible timing. And um, other people will say, other people say that, not me. Yeah, no, I was just messing with you because I've just changed the image. Um, I mean, if so, Dylan Mulvaney is a pervert, I'm fine with it. No, but I, don't I don't think they are. So, <laughs> Dylan Dylan Mulvaney, um, TikTok star, has been out and you know is trans, mm. and I think that's been for the yeah. past year, past twelve months. Yeah, he's built up a massive following on TikTok. And yeah. So there's a, the story is about. Um, you know, bigots are raging at Bud Light for giving trans TikTok star Dylan Mulvaney a single can of beer. <laughs> so, you know, it's once again, another company is doing something that is trans supportive or, you know, they're working with a trans influencer or just, you know, an, an influencer. And the, and the kind of the right wing conservative types don't like this. Yeah, well, you know, it's just, it's just a can of beer with her face on it. I what's mean, actually, yeah, what's actually so what? happening here is um, the, there's a marketing department and all they have is a list of the top trending things. Other beers it's are all, available. It's just, uh, yeah, it's just uh, a case of numbers for them. If Stella Ashra wants to send me a, a can of something with my face on it, please let me know. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? I forgot what I was saying now. Sorry. I'm thinking about beer now. Um, yeah, these marketing departments or whoever's in the, you know, PAR department, well, let's look at the numbers and they'll send these things to loads of people. Yeah, they have hundreds of influencers on social media. Mm. Who, I, don't know, Dylan, I don't know if they pay, they probably pay them something or send them a gift or something. The only and reason they, this is controversial. You know, product placement on their, on their, on their Twitter now, accounts. I, I've got I've got issues with Dylan Mulvaney. I I've looked at no, that's the not the, that's not the thing though, is it? I mean, you don't no, have no, to I, like the person. No, it's but just well, that... this is my personal view. Like I yeah. I look at it, I think it's just really cringe. You know, it's like he's like a theatre kid, and it's like you know, I'm not really, I'm not. I, but I love the fact that Dylan Mulvaney winds up the right people. Yes, because exactly. you can tell the way they concentrate on her is. He's, I mean, it's a good, it's, it, it, she might be like Dylan Mulvaney is either a genius at exposing bigotry or the best marketing and advertising trope ever. Because whatever they have, people love I mean, to it hate works, it. doesn't it? Whatever yeah. she does, it works. Yeah. Now, let me just read out a bit of the article. Okay. So right-wing snowflakes are reportedly boycotting alcohol brand Bud Light because of a partnership with trans TikTok star and actress Dylan Mulvaney. Social media sensation posted a video to her 1.7 million Instagram followers. That's a huge following. Explaining that a company, the company sent her a personalized beer can to mark the one year anniversary of her days of womanhood TikTok <laughs> and TikTok series. So, you see, yeah. Dylan. Dylan knows exactly how to play yeah, into exactly the 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 hate in a way because she knows exactly what to say to wind people up, and obviously they buy it every time. They they like hook, line, and sinker for it, and it's good TV, isn't it? Like if you were a 
if you imagine if you're a TV producer and you watch like GB News or whatever, it's just perfect fodder for them. It, yeah, I mean, it, if you look at some of the comments, I mean, Kid Rock, right? Yeah. What his comment was? Well, it was more of a an action. He he bought a load of um, Bud Light, stuck it on the park bench. Yeah. And then attacked it with a automatic rifle. Mm. You see um, that? That is just ridiculous because, you know, he's he's playing into that kind of trans, um, you know, hatred, and then he's using guns. Mm. You know, it's like, I mean, what, what message is that? It's a horrible message, and nobody's going to pick up. Nobody's going to call out Kid Rock for that. No, I mean, we will, but I'm talking about the media at large are not going to say. Look at this straight white man with a gun, because it's it's seen it's the, misogyny is so rooted in the culture, and hate male aggression is so normalized that you don't even notice it. And when when a trans person is is pictured with a gun in the media, that person becomes a terrorist. But Kid Rock is a hero. Because it's that white male militaristic, um, you know, misogyny, systemic misogyny, institutionalized misogyny that people are so blind to. And uh, I know guns are celebrated in America, you know, people collect guns. And I don't think that this is me having a rant about gun control. It's just me saying that, you know, he. Kid Rock has had no criticism from the media for that. No, I mean it's okay that, for you to go and get a gun and shoot up uh, yeah, a, a metaphor- pile of cans of metaf- beer. Metaphorically shoot at yeah. your enemy. Yeah. Now, uh, it's only a few stages removed because I would if I if I to be honest if I was I mean it's more- you know Dylan Mulvaney's it's one can of Bud Light yeah. that was sent her with a picture on it. Yeah, and she's she... just got one post on on Instagram mm. talking about it. I mean, what I mean, what, you know, what harm can that do? Well, see, it's the mess—it's it's just ridiculous. The message is that it's okay to visit violence upon trans, I uh, like a trans imagery. Like so, so even though even though he's not, he's imagine if he'd got a photograph of Dylan Mulvaney and did that because it's yeah, not well, far removed. It's not, it's not far removed, removed is it? It's no, not. no, not at all. No. So anyway, uh, I mean, some I I've I've got like a lot a few things that I don't like about Dylan Mulvaney, obviously, but I don't want to. I wouldn't want anybody to. Yeah, but that's not the portray him in that way. That's not you the know? story. You know, the story is. Yeah, I know. You know, products and you know, yeah. if you trans, why why can't we promote products? I mean, what's wrong with that? Yeah, mm. I know exactly because I want to promote products. Yeah, I next be story. The... Next story is another Dylan Mulvaney <laughs> story, and this time it's about. Um... Hey, Vicky, you know what we need to promote? Custard tarts. Custard tarts. Yeah, yeah. 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 We need to be. We need to. We need to be the face of custard tarts. <laughs> I think I already am. <laughs> <laughs> I was the face of a cherry bakewell on our last podcast, but face went bright red. It did, didn't it? Mm. So this one is uh, Dylan Mulvaney trolls are boycotting Nike. I think, is it Nike or Nike? I don't know. I'm going to say Nike. Um, over trans TikTok and modeling women's leggings. 
women's leggings. You know, women's leggings. <laughs> are they gendered? Like, what is she? I mean, are we saying that trans women can't wear leggings? I wear them all the time. It's like, what, what the hell is wrong with these people? So this this kind of caught my attention because Olympian, I don't think she was much of an Olympian. but She anyway, won a silver medal She once. won one medal once upon yeah, a time. Wasn't even a good one. No. Sharon Davis has hit out our influencer Dylan Mulvaney for her partnership with Nike, describing her wearing a pair of leggings as a kick in the teeth. <laughs> it's like, what on earth does Dylan Mulvaney wearing a pair of or promoting a pair of Nike leggings have to do with Sharon Davis? Sharon Davis well, is, is complaining that money is being spent by Nike on promoting, hmm. you know, with Dylan Mulvaney. And and she's saying that that money should be spent on women's sports. Well, what now, I would say, I would say to uh, Sharon Davis is, why don't you campaign for grassroots girls' sports instead of wasting your time exactly. worrying about what leggings a trans woman is wearing? It's just mad. And also, Madness. Sharon Davis, right? Let's face it, she's an anti. I mean, she's paid, made made a few anti-vax polls. She's talked about, you know, this 15-minute cities conspiracy theory because the council are putting cycle lanes in her town. She thinks it's some kind of conspiracy to stop people leaving. I mean, we're not dealing with a rational person here. You're dealing with somebody that's been given money from the LGB alliance or something similar so she can go on to, you know, be have, a tick, uh, have a Twitter boosted. Because yeah. she she can have that arg she can represent you, the argument against transports. There okay, is no think think about the marketing departments of both, you know, Bud Light and Nike. They see this kind of, you know, TikToker Dylan Mulvaney who has one point seven million followers. Mm. I mean, that is a massive following, and it's a it's a marketing department's dream situation, is it? Because here's a young person. Yeah who's really good at marketing stuff and looks good yeah does a does a bit does a few crazy things but it that kind of that brings in that age group i mean they're targeting Dylan's age group aren't they with these products mm. they're not targeting Sharon Davis's age group at all um no, I mean, know, when... it's not just it's not just sports i mean people wear leggings for all kinds of reasons it's not you don't just wear a pair of leggings to go and play sports do you yeah i mean it, it's just it's nothing to do with sports really it's more to do with nike fashion advertising to a to a demographic that Dylan yeah. Mulvaney covers. I mean, what's wrong with this? Well, I mean why another, she has to another thing you know, is not, get involved not, even. It's I mean it's not ridiculous. even it's not even about sport though, is it? Because no, obviously D- if Dylan Mulvaney was like completely... Well Sharon Davis is making it about sport. Dylan Mulvaney's not even a sports person. Exactly. So obviously again, it's simply about you know, cause, cause a, a, a lot of them. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of them will say, oh, look, Dylan Mulvaney LARPing as a woman and and sending up what it means to be a woman. I'll say, tell you what, I don't know many women that actually do that. You know what I mean? I think most women, you know, probably don't dance around on TikTok, but that they they think that's what it represents. So they must they must think that's what a woman is or they have this misogynistic idea already. Because you don't have to have a person to represent anything. They just represent themselves. And the people seem no. to like watching Dylan Mulvaney. But I, <laughs> like I said, I, I mean, I, I can watch it and laugh. And, you know, I'm so, I am glad that somebody like Dylan Mulvaney is out there winding up these idiots. 
But I just, I just, I just don't think it represents anything. I just think it's pure advertising and marketing. Yeah, and that's there's nothing wrong with that. You know, brilliant. That's how the world works. If you want to sell a few leggings, and if you want to sell a few Bud Lights, so I would encourage everybody to go and buy uh, (laughs) Nike leggings and Bud Light beer. And if you want to sell some, sell our try, I'll be happily. We should have thought ahead, shouldn't we? Should have worn Nike leggings and had Bud Light beers. Yeah. We should, when we yeah. did this, yeah. Maybe next week. <laughs> okay, this next story is a serious one. I did actually post a picture of myself in a sports bra. Did you? Good. Uh, on Twitter, just because. Just cause. So we've all heard what's going on with the EHRC this week. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Uh, trans act- activists horrified as UK government considers making sex mean biological sex. Mm-hmm. So this is the ongoing saga with the... Equality and Human Rights Commission, mm. basically having been taken over by, um, well, appointed by people by, um, what was the name, our previous Prime Minister? Um, uh, do you mean Theresa May? No. Oh, no, Boris, Boris Johnson. No. The other one. Was it Boris Johnson? Oh, After the, Boris. oh God. Oh, God, there was that woman that was like Prime that Minister woman. for five what was minutes. was that woman's name? I can't remember that woman's name. What was she called? That lady that was Prime Minister for five seconds. And did you kill? And she killed the queen. Um, oh God, it's gone mind blank. Anyway, um, uh, Liz Trust. Liz Trust. In in Liz we trust. No that trust. was that was the. Uh, see, see what's happened there. My brain has deliberately deleted it. You see, that's trauma. Sign of trauma. Deleted the name. Yeah. Well, so, uh, yeah. I mean, she. It was Liz Trust that appointed um, the. The person who currently runs um, the EHRC, which is Kishwar Faulkner. Um, And, you know, what we've seen this week after this stupid statement that's come out. And if you want to if you want to understand what's going on with the statement, there's a really good article that's been written by Jesso Thompson from Trans Safety Network. And I'll show it on screen in a minute. And that's on Open Democracy. Um, website. I'm not going to try and explain it because Jess has written a really good article which explains all the ins and outs of, of what it what it means. Um, but you know, in terms of EHRC, there was a podcast I did with um, Jane Fay and Claire Prosho from what used to be um, Steph's place, mm-hmm. and my my co-host at the time was uh, Violet. So I've I've tweeted that because it was a really good article and podcast around what was happening at the time. And I think it was about a year and a half ago now, mm. which was all around what the what they were doing back then. Um, you know, and there was a Ben Hunt uh, yeah. Vice News investigation into what was going on. So that's all in the podcast and this article that Jess has done kind of yeah, it's talks really about good. what's it's happening like- now. Yeah, try and support Trans Safety Network yeah. if you can because they do some great stuff. And a lot of the information I put in my blog mm-hmm. has come from there. And yeah. um, like I said, I've written about it a little bit and then I've traced it back to, you know, the first kind of, you know, but you know there was a story in Vice about the corruption within the uh, EHRC and members of the LGB Alliance having meetings yeah. with them. Yeah. So it's Secret not, you know, one. comes as no surprise. But uh, yeah. I was good. Um, yeah, it wasn't uh, Baroness, another Baroness, Baroness Faulkner. 
Yeah, she's the, the one who's. She was in the Times. She's the one who's in charge of it. She was in the Times this weekend saying it's horrible to be called transphobic scum. I was like, oh my god. Well, there's you an know, easy solution to that. Don't be transphobic you know, scum. You know, I fancy. I fancy having somebody write. I mean, obviously, it's a collusion, and they've managed to try and make her seem like she's the one that's being hard done to. You know, if you if you if if you're running a a human rights organization and people are telling you you're actually reducing people's human rights maybe you should just listen so yeah. again somebody else from transactual um helen belcher um mm. chair of transactual said that the ehrc letter seemed to be indicating that the watchdog is keen to assist in the redefinition of the word woman which has been understood to include trans women for many many years in a move driven by political desire and manufactured fear more than um, systemic evidence. So, yeah, I noticed you know. that um, Helen Belcher's name's come up quite a lot recently because yeah. uh, she must be doing something right because I think there's been, a, there's been, been a meeting with the EHRC this week with mm. Helen and mm. others. Well, these people, like, you know, Mayor Forstar, uh, Alan Joyce, yeah. they're in a panic now because they put a petition up a few months ago to try and get 100,000 like uh, petition e emails, whatever. Um, and it's got there, but it took them four months and a bit. And it, and every, probably every transphobe in England and beyond has signed that. Uh, but we there was a petition against this ruling, the potential ruling, and that got 100,000, what is it at now, 120,000? I think it's almost 130,000 now. And I think that's only been, that was only going, I mean, it, I think it was set up a while ago, but... Yeah, I think it had a slow start and then this last and then week it had it's a massive just gone, push. it's had a soon, massive surge. As soon as this announcement yeah. came that they were going to try to look into this change, bam, that thing went wild. Oh, it's and still then, increasing, it's still increasing. Yeah, every day it's going to go mm -hmm. over 200,000, I think. How long does it run till, does it, does it say? I think they run for six months, so it's probably got another month to go. So, yeah, if you've not signed this thing already, uh, I'll put it on my Twitter. It's on my Twitter yeah, it's already. it's on my Twitter I'll already. repost it. Miss Frieda Wallace on Twitter and just sign that because that will be, you know, we need it's, we need to send the signal out there. I mean, you can, you can argue about petitions and whether they work or whatever, but they, they're just the fact that people are, you know, making the voices heard there is really important. Well, it forces them to have a debate in the Houses of Parliament. But no, see, this is another thing. Mayor Forstar says, oh, now Stonewall wants a debate with us. No, we don't want a debate with you. You can sit down. It's got nothing yeah, to do with you. we don't need a debate with them. Nobody's going to want to debate Helen Joyce or Mayor Forstarter or anybody at the LGBT but, uh, Alliance. Helen, Helen Joyce and Mayor Forstarter are not the government. No. What we, what we need They're to do so is talk to the people. government. They can have their point of view, they have their vote, they have their right to say what their case is, but it doesn't stand up in court. It just, it's like when they had no. that meeting. The, uh, just, just someone's opinion. Oh, That's all. What was that meeting, you know, with uh, uh, Robin, Robin Moyer, uh, right? The, the, uh, it was the Women and Equalities Chair yeah. with Caroline. Where, if you watch that, I've broken that down into little segments on uh, YouTube, and the arguments are so pathetic and... The, the lawyer there, legal feminist on Twitter, she's called uh, Naomi Cunningham. She just completely gets eviscerated by Caroline Noakes, even though Caroline Noakes just lets her carry on 
lets her make these these points that trans people are some kind of threat. She lets her say, you know, uh, it opens the key to let dangerous people into female spaces. She lets her say all that. And then at the last minute, she goes, so what are the numbers? And then she has to say, well, it doesn't matter about the numbers. If there's one trans woman, no, the numbers matter. You need to do your maths. You need to do the risk assessment. <laughs> yeah. And there's another bit where she says, she's going on about uh, trans women and uh, accessing healthcare. And she was saying about cervical smears. And she said, you know, they're on, it, it changes the, you know, the data and all that. And then Caroline Noakes says, what about transgender men? And there's a silence for about... They never think three, about trans men. They never, there's, never a silence for about, there's a silence for about three seconds. And then the other lawyer, uh, Michael Foran, has to come in and rescue the feminist and had something completely unrelated. So if you watch, honestly, I... I, I, I did watch it. Yeah. I'm going to put that on Twitter again because yeah, it's it so... It's such a good demonstration of how weak their arguments are. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a lawyer, but I can look at that and I go, bloody hell. You know, if this was a real court of where somebody was on a trial and there was a <laughs> trans woman on trial and that was your argument against her, they'd be like, get out. It'd be like a Which judge is what normally happens when it does it'd go to like court. A, it'd be like a Judge Judy situation, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm recommending people go and read what lawyers like, you know, Jess... Do you, know, do you know what white are saying I'll tell you something of... since I've come out as trans right since I came out and I, I've had to become I've had to study law I've had to I've had to study healthcare I've had to study the NHS I've had to look at employment policy I've had to what else you know look into sports I've had to look You're at an education pr- isn't it really I've had to look at prison reform and I, I would never have known any of this stuff, you know, otherwise. But because of the, the arguments they present, I've had to do that. And yeah. I'm glad I've had to do that because... It's an education, it, isn't it? it it's show, like... What it shows me is injustices that I didn't see before. Yeah. Like yeah. when they, when there used to be, you know, a story about some other minority or another group of people that were getting being lambasted by... Uh, well, I mean, it well, opens your eyes up to what's going on with other groups as well. Yeah, because once, once I mean, we're just we're just this kind of trans group, and you know LGBT issues, but there's similar things going on with other groups, you know. So it's not just us the government are after. You think you're going to take and, away our rights? Mm. Well, guess who's next? No, yeah. I think I think I was in a Twitter space uh, last night, and there were there were trans women, or they call themselves transsexual, and they are making distinction between people that identify as trans and people that have been on medication and they've had operations and they think they're more true trans. Okay. So this so is, my, yeah. so what I'm saying is, okay. So, but, but in this law, in this ruling, that wouldn't matter. They think that matters. It doesn't because it, it, in this law, if, the, if this was to happen, that the same people that come in for somebody that's just come out as trans or maybe non-binary, it's going to affect them just as much as it is because, because you can start saying things like, "Oh well, I'm proper trans because I, I've well the equality I've, the equality act covers anybody who has the yeah. characteristic of gender reassignment, which is you know for any at any stage." But you can't have you can't have a definition like what is trans like that because it's a transitional process. It's like 
Yeah, it has you know, to start somewhere, doesn't it? And you it's... have to be able to identify and and live your life in a real social and the real world like kind of thing. So, like these academic lawyers, it's all right manufacturing scenarios or yeah. building a case, but it, but you have to apply that to employment yeah. law. And then what, what you are have the... to impl- you have to apply that to social situations and social situations are not the same as being yeah. on your computer, like building a case against something theoretically. So part of the, you know, applying for a gender recognition certificate, you have to have this two year living in role thing. Yeah. And I don't agree with that. No, I don't know. I'm not saying I agree with it, but what I'm saying is that how, how would you, how would you do that? How would you show that you've done that? If you've excluded from the spaces that you're supposed to be, using during that period you know if this law change was to you know mean that trans people can't use the spaces they've been using for years Mm. how would they then show that they are living in role i mean so it kind of well this comes off the you know it kind of prevents you from getting a grc i think it's probably a deliberate move of course it is yeah because this they've not thought this through have they they're frightened of what happened in scotland yeah and it was overwhelmingly voted in, it's a last last ditch attempt to get people to vote Tory before the election. You know all I mean, that activism of you know Beth um, yeah. in Scotland. I forgot her surname now. I'm really bad because I know her as Beth Pickle. <laughs> but um, yeah, that that they did a good fucking job there, and yeah. all that lobbying, all that, all those fake feminist groups in Scotland didn't touch it. So they made a fool of themselves. Uh, and, and and I think it's the panic of that because what they don't want is it, if it should just be fine, you know, it, trans people can identify however they like and that's fine because once you open that gate, the, the Westminster won't have a good enough argument to to not pursue Theresa May's original. It's, it's an interesting thing you said to me uh, the other day. I think you said that Keir Starmer is now further right they're yeah. further conservative than Theresa May yeah. was in 2017. Well, it was Theresa May that was bringing in, you know, was promising to make changes to the Gender Recognition Act, you know, across the the entirety of the UK, and she was pushing that. And now, look, you know, we, we, things have changed completely. But it's like there's not a lot of difference now in my mind between Starmer and Sunak. It's like, yeah, well, that's well, our next uh, article. Oh, that was a good segue. That was. <laughs> There we go. Here it it's, is. It's almost as though I looked. You didn't. <laughs> Frida Wallace, how dare you? Starmer and Sunak seem united against trans rights. So who do LGBTQ plus people even vote for? Very good question. So, yeah, I've been thinking about this a lot this week. You know, there's a local election coming up, not as important but as a general election, but we'll send a strong message, I guess, depending on how people vote. But... If you've got two parties which are basically saying the same thing about trans issues and it's negative, I mean, who do you vote for if you are a trans person? Do you um, vote for Tories, who we really don't like, or do you vote for Labour, who are like Tory Tory light, but they do have some good policies in other areas? I mean, what? how do you vote that? I think the primary objective is get the Tories out. Mm. I don't think the other parties will win on their own, although they can reduce the Tory vote. But... You have to. I guess you have to vote for somebody, and if it's going to be Labour, and they get in, I'm just hoping that once they're in, that they will 
kind of come back more to the left where they belong and, you know, look at changing these policies. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'd be easier for them to do it once they're in power. Yeah, but but you've got to see politics. Like it, it's really easy for us to just see this through, obviously, because these these issues affect us directly. Excuse me. Got a bit of gas from my corona. Um, uh, we've got to we've got to see it as a whole party, because leaders can, you know, I know I know the I know that they have a policy and they, it's, you know, they 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 have meetings, but what I'm saying is things can change pretty quickly once a political party gets in power. Now I'm still on the side of Labour in this because I just want that change. I just want the opportunity of that change. Whereas we know if we keep voting conservative, there's not going to be any change. What what you know what's shocking is now that we're we're in a phase now where a Labour Party should be streets ahead, like way ahead, because of everything that's happened. But because well, they're going to be Star- losing that lead, they're going to be losing I, it. I think Starmer is a little bit too woolly i think he's just not he's a fence sitter well i don't i don't think there's time to change labor leader between now and an election i don't know what would bring that about i can't see it happening but he's very much sitting on the fence still on a lot of issues you know he's just kind of he just kind of rose in behind whatever the tories do starmer rose in behind (laughs) them you know yeah he says the same things though like i've watched a few interviews with him and he's very robotic and he's very you know, I don't know. But that's then so is. Can we, so can we get Mick Lynch? Whatever his name was. <laughs> Mick Lynch. Mick Lynch. Mick yeah, Lynch. I've said this Lynch. loads Lynch. of times, right? You see, if, if Mick Lynch was prime minister and somebody brought this to him and said, what about this transgender? <laughs> he'd, gender you know, he'd come out with a strong, positive message, wouldn't he? I mean, that's... All he would say, no, I'll tell you what he would say. He goes, have you done the risk assessment? Because he's a union guy, he's not a he's not a culture war guy. They go, have you done the risk assessment? What's the risk? Negli- non to negligible. Right, okay. Well, let it go. Forgot about it. Stop worrying. Let, because we've got a, we've got much more important yeah, things to worry yeah, about. Exactly, there's bigger things to worry about. And uh, but you see, this is why these movements, like when you know, people got behind the striking. And people got behind that because the Labour Party were doing bugger all. And in that void, you know, did you see that enough is enough movement? Mm-hmm. I mean, some of that was full of a bit flawed, but, uh, you know, the fact that there was a movement there. And I can see that building like this year, I think there's something building up and I think you're going to see something. That, I'm not I'm not advocating for smashing things up or anything, but what's been happening in France What's been happening there, I'd see that as a warning sign. I'd see it as because while while the while our media and our kind of financial institutions are willing to plug the hole and pretend everything's just fine, thank you very much. The French aren't there for that. <laughs> you know what I mean? They they know what's going on. They know the political situation. Well they got rid of their monarchy, didn't they? Well, we don't well. Oh, no, we've got a coronation coming up, haven't we? Oh, God. Unfortunately, yes, we do. Yeah, mine. <laughs> <laughs> we get a bank holiday, though, don't we? So I guess there's some good news. Yeah, something swings and roundabouts. <laughs> swings and roundabouts. So, yeah, I don't know who I'm going to vote for, but 
it's going to have to be tactical, I, I'm afraid. Yeah, people say, oh, don't vote Liberal Democrat. I think not don't. voting is a big mistake at all, if you don't vote at all. Mm. I think if you the primary objective is Tories out, vote for whoever in your area, you know, brings that result. That's what I would say. Even the, even if that's Labour and we're not really sure about them, I know, want, it's still I, better than if I've Tories got a, for now. Yeah. I think I've got a vision of decentralising Westminster. Like, just get rid of that, that old, archaic building, that horrible thing, just base government in Birmingham or something. Yeah, do uh, Manchester. Yeah, whatever. But just get out of this London, mm, Westminster, you know, boys club, yeah. you know, meeting in clubs behind closed doors and doing dodgy deals in brown bags. Yeah, I'm not making that up. up. That stuff is not fiction. And, um, you know, but I mean, that's probably wishful thinking on my part. How about how about Joe Lysett for uh, Prime Minister? Definitely, definitely. Do you like my segue there? That's I good, did huh? like that. That was yeah. great. That was get 10 out of 10. Thank you. <laughs> so <laughs> Joe Lysett's new late night queer TV triumph. Uh, try not to get riled up by what you might see on GB News, mm. including Frida. I did see this. Yeah, <laughs> I love Joe. I love what I like about Joe Lysett is he's political, but he's not political in a, you know, it, he's he's uh, he, he's he kind of some, ironically. He does some good stuff, doesn't he? Politically, kind of on the on the nail. Yeah, but do, do you know how somebody like Frankie Boyle? Yeah, Frankie and, Boyle's great. I love Frankie and, Boyle, and he and he goes for that kind of visceral kind of thing. But Joe Lysett. Is something joyous about his, his kind of anarchistic, you know, I just love it. But, and um, my friend Jen Ives was on that show. Not this one, I don't think, but the one previous that he did. Yeah, yeah there's been, that. I think there's been two episodes so far. Yeah, it's great. It's good, yeah. Well, you see, this this is on Channel 4, right? Channel and 4. Cha- yeah, you, can't, you see, BBC would never do anything like this now. And... You know, I just thought, wow, this, you, there was all that talk in about defunding Channel 4, wasn't there, and removing its uh, kind of, because it does get some public funding, I think. But, no, they're, uh, they have their own funding channels now, but some of the best news yeah. comes out of Channel 4, actually. Yeah, the Channel 4 news team are pretty good. One of the really funny things he's got on the show is the 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 spot he does with, um, you know, it's like it's like a a piss take of GB News. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and he has I th- what's the character called? Uh, so is it like, in the oh, Richard Richard Utree comes on as like the GB <laughs> News Utrey. presenter, and he had last week it was Alan Carr had him reading it- out some like nonsense. Well, the funny thing about that is I was watching GB News just before. Because like I, you I can't tell the difference. I dipped in. So why is Alan GB. Carr on GB News? Like... And I just I just made a little screen record of something that was so kind of unbelievably almost like you know like you know that guy was he called uh, Calvin Robinson the vicar. <laughs> and he's yeah. saying something ridiculous like we need to the he's talking about a crusade against trans transgenderism or something ridiculous. You, I mean, and then I filled, I recorded that and I put it on Twitter, and I thought this is hilarious. And then I watched this, and I was thinking, well, 
they don't need to do a comedy of GB News. You just watch GB News. Put the laughter track. All you have to do is put the some canned laughter after everything's... I might do this, actually. I might get some videos of GB News and everything they say, just put a bit of laughter on it. Yeah. But people would think it was a parody because this kind of crap they come out with. There's a there's a, there's a lady well, called Let me just Nana, read this bit out here. It says, one Nana, particular standout segment her. from the late night license saw a comedian... In, saw the comedian and character was Richard Utry on the GB News style show called Straight Talking, where Alan Carr was encouraged to ruin his career by reading a right wing rant off the autocue. <laughs> it's hilarious, it really is. Yeah, have you heard of this lady called Nana Akua? No, and she's a presenter on uh, GB News. No, not familiar. honestly. Some of the things she comes out with, it's just frightening that. That nobody is there going, are you sure we shouldn't be putting this out there? Well, nobody but watches GB News anyway, do they? I mean, probably, yeah. Well, I I, I I watch it on YouTube and they get about 200 views. The only time I ever watched it is when you've been on it. <laughs> well, that's, only, <laughs> that's the only time it's worth watching. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Kelly Jake, he mentioned me in a little meeting today, I think, because oh, somebody pointed it out to me that she, she said she wouldn't talk to trans activists on the telly, or what she called me a man, actually, or something. I can't remember. No, that exactly. tells you something, doesn't it? If she's refusing to talk to um, trans activists or trans but, people, I mean, that, yeah. what does that tell you? Yeah, because I know I can, it's because she doesn't want to have any challenge. Really, she doesn't want to be challenged, she doesn't want to be shown up to be who she is. Well, she's like, she likes to play this hard kind of. You know, it's all it's all posturing, isn't it? And sloganeering, yes. mm-hmm. and and. If there was, it, I was really annoyed that I didn't get to have that conversation because that's why that interview went wrong because I wasn't prepared for what she called Debbie. Debbie. So you basically took took out Peyton. your frustrations on Debbie. I did a bit, yeah, and I I, mm. I kind of regret that. I mean, I'm not even though she yeah. doesn't deserve much respect because exactly, but mm. I do regret what I said to her, and I, I did want to actually reach out to her after, but she blocked me. <laughs> I think she's blocked everybody. She, so I'm, she's I'm blocked tr- too, and I've never said anything to her. Yeah, I might try to just say if, to the producer, look, can you just send Debbie a message that I didn't want it to go that far? But anyway, that's a side issue. Side issue. <laughs> and then our last story for the day is um, Dolly Parton announces run for US president. Fantastic. Come on, Dolly. Imagine. Yeah, but they, I want, I really want, I really want this to be true. Yeah. But I'm looking so at the I date. Did, I'm looking yeah. at the date there on the article. Yeah, that's true. Are you it trying to April fox? Fools. Are you trying to fox me? It was an April Fool. Oh. I was really excited when I first saw this. I, I really fell for the April Fool joke, and I was really disappointed but when I it's not beyond the realms of possibility. Joke. But it would be. Wouldn't it be amazing to have Dolly Parton as president of the US? That would be awesome. Didn't she donate some money for? I mean, you might think it sounds a bit ridiculous, but then you look who they have had as president. I mean, it's not ridiculous at all, is it? She does. She does actually support, you know, LGBTQ she does. rights, and she does a load of great work. And she's, why she's, couldn't she be president? I think First female great, president, Dolly Parton. That would be awesome. You see, it, it makes you wonder. Would you rather it? have what? Dolly Parton or Ronda DeSantis? I'd rather have me. But <laughs> you're never going to be US president, are you? Don't tell me what I can and can't be. 
you're not citizens <laughs> for starters ah uh, the american dream you can go there and do whatever you like that's what they tell them isn't it but Except um, you become president because you weren't born there mm-hmm. i'll lie um so what i was going to say it makes you wonder what what it actually is the job of president because like if donald trump can do it any fool can do it and i'm not saying in, donald Dolly, all, all Dolly donald, parton is a fool i'm saying Dolly parton will be an amazing president all, all Donald Trump did for the first two weeks of his presidency was sign pieces of paper and hold them up, going like that. Look, I've signed this thing. That's all he did. Yeah, he was went... signing his presidential declarations wherever they were. Obviously, he? it wasn't a fault of Lorraine Kelly. But... It made. So, I mean, it was so hilarious the way they did that. They had like a like a crowd of people behind him, and he had a big pile of pens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then they're signing it, and he's holding the sign up, and he's giving the pens away. So it's like it's just a piece of paper you signed. What was like? Come on. I think, um, you know, this, I'm re- it's going to be fascinating, isn't it, when they run up to the next uh, presidential election because, uh, you know, the thing that just happened with Trump where he was indicted, was he charged? I don't know what's happened, actually. I yeah, know, he was I indicted he, in New York, wasn't he? He faced charges and there wasn't, there was supposed to be a lot, there was this hoo-ha that there was going to be loads of Trump supporters outside and there was going to be, but there wasn't. Well, it's New there York. Were, it's New York. Few, I think New Yorkers are a bit smarter than that. A few cranks had uh, driven in from Burp Dunk, Tennessee, or something. I don't know, but they, um, the uh, the main crowd. That when you look at it, when you watch the footage on YouTube or whatever, just have a look. The most of the people there are media people. Every oh single... yeah, there was. They said there was. They'd never seen so many uh, satellite trucks outside. You know, broadcasting this around the world. I mean, all, all you saw of Trump was. He walks out of the court and walks into another room. That's all, that's all you saw. Yeah, it was two it's minutes. Like, why do you need? Why do you need that? So much TV coverage for such a stupid thing. I don't know. It's mad. Well, and uh, so 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 there's this talk now about oh, this is a bad move because it makes him seem like the anti-hero, like he he's the underdog again, and that was part of his power and all this. I don't know if there's any truth to that. I don't know. I just I just think. If they voted him in once, there's a chance they could do it again. And if there, I mean, there's a chance. There is a chance. If, they get, if he gets off, he gets away with this, whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, it's quite funny that the, the way he went, if he goes down for this, the way he went down was because he sent some money to a porn star. Because that's the charge. It's not. Well, I don't he's... think it was really to do with the the fact that he paid the porn star. It was, it was, a, it was related to how he Broad. repaid his lawyer, I think. Yeah, that's it. That's what I was going to. I was trying to get. I was trying to get to that, Victoria. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, that's the thing. But I love. I mean, do you follow Stormy Daniels on uh, Twitter? No, I don't know. She's Maybe really funny. Should. She's really witty. You know, she's not. Um, she's not some dumb blonde or anything like that. She's really clever and witty, and she always has a good comeback to all the haters. So I'd like to see Stormy Daniels for president. Yeah, there sure. are two. There are two people I've always wanted to be a president, and that would be Monica Lewinsky or Stormy Daniels, because I just want a finger up to misogyny, and that's and I, you know, you know, in you know the last election, you know when it was Donald Trump and Hillary. Yeah, I think Hillary lost that because. She couldn't play the. She couldn't convince the women of America 
that she was like on their side because they know the story. They know the story about how they sort of uh, glossed over, what do you call it, whitewashed, you know, just, they would have killed Monica Lewinsky if they could get away with it. Those, that couple, Clintons, they would have, I'm telling you. And they, I mean, if, you, if, you've, if you've ever watched... I think the time I mean, for the Clintons, it was over really, wasn't it? I mean... Well, yeah, but if you've, if you've ever watched anything about Monica Lewinsky, um, oh, yeah. if, you've, if you've ever read anything, she... The way the way she was set up and then destroyed, it's amazing that she's still out there. She's still fighting for mm -hmm. people's rights, and she's a trans ally. And she's, you know, she's just brilliant. I I I think people like that should be um, president. Yeah. yeah, and obviously me. And you, mm. I've sort of given up on the idea of being prime minister. Uh, I was thinking about it, but I, it's, it's 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 it looks like it's long hours. Although when Boris Johnson was doing it, they seemed to have a lot of parties, didn't they? So, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so this is something we wanted to mention, wasn't it? The Belfast Pride Awards, which mm. I now have on the screen. Our friend. Um, let me yeah. just get it up here. So nominations are now open for Belfast Pride Awards 2023. Yeah. Nominations will close on 30th of April. Mm -hmm. um, so our friend, Paul Bloomer. Paul Bloomer. We... Well, you so far have nominated him for Pride Ally Community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one, and he's is uh, to nominate. And I think Paul, like Paul's, really helped me. You know, like when when I dealt with hate crimes and stuff. I mean, I don't have the hate crimes, but you know, when you're getting piled on, and you know, I've been attacked at. You know, people yeah. try to interfere with my work life. And it's just really useful to have somebody who knows how to do complaints properly, and you know. And I think he's and he's and he's getting a lot of shit at the moment. He's getting a lot of shit from some, you know, the fur cop fools, and they're just re what they're doing, in my opinion, is malicious communications because they they're looking at his holiday pictures, they're looking at pictures of him, you know, when he's out with his friends or whatever, and they're posting them and like they did with me, linking his job to those pictures. And they're getting all their little attack dogs to pile on him. Now, I've looked at these posts and I've noticed that actually what's happening is there are more support for Paul, Paul Bloomer, than there is for Burkop because people are sharing this and they, they know Paul is a good person. Yeah. So if you see this, if you see, report it, call it out. Because so to nominate just... Paul, all you have to do is go into that link I just had up on the screen. Yeah, all you need is your name, email, the category, Pride Ally Community, name of the nominee, Paul Bloomer. And then there's a, I think there's a three questions here. Are you submitting the application on behalf, on your own behalf, or on the behalf of an organization? Uh, please outline the person, organization, or service you want to nominate and why. Um, please outline how the nominee meets the criteria. Please provide any other information. So it's pretty simple. Yeah. Just do that. Hit send. I, I guess the more nominations someone gets. Yeah, exactly. I think there's I think there's a vote as well at some point for some of the categories, public vote. So yeah. Totally in support. So yeah, um I think that rounds up our uh We did have one other thing and it was the 
Oh, have we? It was the uh, Jesso Thompson thing. I've got it on screen now. This oh. was for the Open Democracy. Oh yeah, you still we talked about that, didn't we? Yeah, we talked about it. Just this is the this is the article that Jess. Oh, you sure? You sure? Have you got it on the screen? Yeah, I've got it's it on the screen. It. Oh, such a professional. Professional, yes. Yeah. You know. So it's quite it's quite long. It's really good. So yes, talks about what is the EHRC, all the history, what's been going on, um, what changing the Equality Act would mean. Um, yeah, it's really really well written. Yeah, and another thing is does the letter like, matter? I just want to mention again. I know I've mentioned it a few times, That's but it. I can't mention it enough, really. But Trans Safety Network are very under resourced. They just do what they do it out. They're all volunteers doing that, and they do it. They get you know if you can send them a bit of funding. I think they, if you go to the page, there's like a donate button. And I think that's where most of the funding comes from for that. So I'll do that. Yeah, and that um, the link to that article is on my Twitter page. Ricky yeah. 32. And it's uh, your birthday day out to, on Tuesday. Oh, we're isn't going it? out for a little uh, nosh, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, we're going noshing and imbibing. Noshing and what? Imbibing. imbibing. Drinking. Eating and drinking. Eating and drinking. Right. Yeah. <laughs> to our favourite venue. Yeah, very posh mm. in uh, Black Rod. Yeah. The Cherry Tree. Yeah, yeah, so that'll be fun. Looking forward to that. So that's your, well, it's your birthday was. It's my couple... birthday's gone, but you know. Yeah, but I, I... I'm still celebrating. Yeah, so happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and Don't you uh, have some news coming up as well? About me? Yeah. About what? On next Friday. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, well. I wasn't going to mention talk about it yet. That? You you yeah, I'm getting. To. I'm having surge. I'm having some surgery on Friday, so yeah, that's all I'll say about that. Yeah, because I'll mention we do. We'll do the pod. We do the live pod on Thursday. So you can talk about it then. We'll talk about it then. Yeah. Okay. Right. So thanks for listening and watching. And don't uh, forget to subscribe. Don't forget but, to like. Don't forget to share. Don't forget to tell all your family, friends, and neighbours about the podcast. I don't tell too many people. <laughs> no. Well, yeah, you can. Why not? It's a secret. We're the we're the we're the a secret be- podcast. We're the How best kept se- we're the best kept secret on YouTube. That's what we are. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we could we're going to try and do the don't forget to subscribe song. Oh yeah, I just need a drink. Hang on. Are you ready? You've got to get it right for once. We never get it right. Okay. Right, are you ready? Yeah. One, two, three. Don't, Don't forget, forget to, to subscribe. subscribe. Oh, that was terrible. You, you were close. You we were was close. Off, off key and you're out of time. Well, you're out of time too. And it's time to go. So. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye for now. Bye.